Today is Thursday, January the 18th, 2024, and this is a Daily Inc. update. With the New Hampshire primary voting less than a week away, media attention is now focused on that state. Did you know that the Republican National Committee, along with the New Hampshire Republican Party, are in a legal battle against the Democrat National Committee over voter ID law in that state? Democrats are claiming that voter ID law is voter suppression, much like what was done in the state of Georgia by attorney Mark Elias and Stacey Abrams, who accused True the Vote of voter suppression for bringing to light the dirty voter rolls. True the Vote recently won that case, by the way. The Republicans in New Hampshire are defending a state law that requires the photo ID on Election Day. RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel told Breitbart News that so far the RNC is engaged in 75 lawsuits in 21 states regarding election integrity. At the start of 2024, the U.S. attorney out of Washington, D.C., Matthew Graves, announced plans to go even further after those who were in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021, even if they did not enter the Capitol building but were on the outside. Graves wants to issue trespassing charges against them at minimum, maybe even further charges if they engaged in violence. The Washington Examiner is now revealing some of the background on Graves himself, who worked on behalf of the country of Qatar. Graves was a partner at a global law firm, DLA Piper, and represented Qatar-based entities as well as banks that had ties to terrorism and Hamas. Graves disclosed his financial gain from these foreign clients when he became a U.S. attorney. He did so with the Office of Government Ethics back in 2021. The connections that Graves has with these entities is now coming to light after Republican congressional investigators and pro-Israel lawyers started to challenge the Washington, D.C. law enforcement officers for not doing more to thwart the pro-Palestinian protests that have been ongoing in that city, including just a few days ago when a big protest occurred right at the White House gates with large masses of people shaking those gates to the point where it was questionable whether they were even going to stand. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn called this latest discovery regarding Graves extremely concerning, and she said that the Biden DOJ official is closely connected to entities who have funded global terrorism. Blackburn maintains that the Biden administration is full of Hamas sympathizers that need to be rooted out of serving in the federal government. Donald Trump has been flying all over the place in the past week. He spent two days in Iowa, including the Monday where he won the Republican Party caucus. Trump then headed back to New York to sit in court on Tuesday for yet another trial is getting underway against him. This one involves E. Jean Carroll, a writer and columnist who claims that Trump sexually abused her 40 years ago. The civil case was held months ago and a jury did not find Trump guilty of rape, but they also somehow found him responsible for the sexual abuse of Carol. And so now this defamation trial is underway to determine the damages that he has to pay out to Carol. Trump was in the courtroom during the jury selection and then headed out to New Hampshire to campaign there ahead of next Tuesday's election. In another courtroom, more details are coming to light about Hunter Biden. Federal prosecutors who charged Hunter with firearm violations have now revealed through their court filings that, first of all, the Hunter Biden laptop is authentically his. The FBI has known that fact for some time, despite the claims coming from the White House that it was all Russian disinformation. Further details reveal that Hunter Biden was found in possession of cocaine after white powder found on his gun case was tested by an FBI chemist and confirmed to be cocaine. All of this came to light this week in court as Hunter Biden's lawyers sought to dismiss the case. Special counsel David Weiss brought forth the evidence in order to confirm that Hunter Biden was engaged in felony drug purchases when he completed his background check to purchase a gun and then claimed that he was not addicted to any illicit substances. 
Fifteen media outlets are now soliciting a Cobb County judge in Georgia who is presiding over the divorce case of Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade. The media outlets are seeking to get the documents released that are related to the allegations against Wade as he works for the Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. The media is now arguing that the documents are of public interest now, considering that Wade and Willis are accused of a sexual relationship where Wade financially benefited and so did D.A. Fannie Willis. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution says that the Georgia Supreme Court has recognized in the past the sweeping presumption of access to such court documents as part of a democratic form of government and that the public interest in this matter cannot be overstated. Well, John Kerry is in Davos, Switzerland, rubbing shoulders with all the other global elites who think it's their right and duty to rule the world and tell the unwashed masses how to live every day. Kerry is a big proponent of climate change, as are other global elitists, who, despite telling everyone else how they should cut down on their carbon emissions in order to save the Earth, have no problem whatsoever flying in on their personal jets, which guzzle jet fuel and create carbon emissions in one flight that is more than some humans produce in their lifetime. Kerry was asked about his carbon footprint by flying in on a jet. That was done so by Ezra Levant of Revolver News out of Canada. Here's how Kerry responded. What's the carbon footprint of these events every single year that you come here? Think it's worth it? That's a stupid question. Why do you think you're more important? Your carbon footprint doesn't matter, but everybody else around the world... Nobody ever suggested that. Don't make up stupid questions. Being here suggests that. Stupid question. You being here every single year and doing this suggests that. And here's a different type of response from a PGA golfer, Grayson Murray. This past Sunday, Murray won a three-way playoff in Honolulu that will send him to other important golf tournaments. Murray played in Honolulu three years ago with a different perspective on life. He was battling alcoholism. How important is the work that you've done off the golf course, battling alcoholism, mental struggles? How important was that for you to be in the right frame of mind today? It's everything. You know, Jesus Christ is first and foremost. Without him... um, None of this would be possible. And um, he's just given me a platform to, um, to write a new story, write, it, write my own story. And um, I hope everyone there at home watching can, um, can get a little inspiration from me. Uh, if I just help one person, that's all, that's all it takes. As a result of this win, Murray is now headed to the U.S. Open, the Players, and the PGA Championship. I knew today was not going to change my life. Um, My fiance changed my life. Jesus Christ changed my life. Today wasn't going to change my life, but it did change my career a little bit. And um, I'm excited. These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. Well, in the Tuesday report, I mentioned that uh, Open Inc. got a shout out during an event in New Hampshire. Right Side Broadcasting Network mentioned how the J6 timeline presents an unbiased breakdown of the events of January 6th simply through all of the raw camera footage that was obtained and sorted through and categorized. If you haven't checked out the J6 timeline, it is on Open Inc., and it is a video worth watching in order to see the breakdown of where the violence first occurs at the Capitol building and who all was involved in breaching the perimeter. 
All of that happened long before Donald Trump ever ended his speech, which was a half a mile away at the Ellipse in D.C., which is part of the Washington Monument Park. This also happened long before the crowds that had been listening to Trump started to move in mass towards the Capitol building. Once the masses of people got there, a lot had already happened between police and a few dozen antagonistic protesters, including the removal of signs and barricades. The creator of this documentary, A.J. Fisher, has also condensed down into a shorter segment the various times that Ray Epps can be seen in the crowds. Now, Epps is consistently witnessed as making statements to the crowd to get them to move towards the Capitol and into the Capitol. And he's also seen at various points along the front lines of the barricades just before they're breached. Ray Epps, who we just saw calling for demonstrators to enter the Capitol, can be seen approaching the front of the barricades and speaking to Ryan Samsel. Moments later, the barricade is pushed directly into the police line. Zooming in closer to the northwest corner of the plaza, we once again see Ray Epps at the head of the crowd, in front of the next set of police barricades. So far, we've seen him the previous day calling for the crowd to enter the Capitol. We saw him that morning directing people to the Capitol. We saw him at the first gate breach. And now here he is at the second major gate breach. And it won't be the last we see of him. Directly in front of him is where the crowd breaches the metal gates and enters onto the west plaza of the Capitol. Back in the real-time multi-view, we can see Trump waving to the crowd after his one-hour and 11-minute speech, the last speech he will give in front of a crowd as President of the United States. Gosar and Cruz are having their objections to the electoral vote of Arizona read on the House floor. Ray Epps is at the front of the police line speaking to officers. Ray Epps is once again caught from multiple cameras being at the front line of the demonstrators near police barricades. No other person has been seen at this many flashpoints this many times. You can watch the remainder of that video by going to open.inc forward slash J6, the Ray Epps file. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.